0: today's sage advice it is preferable to have an injury that hurts less than an injury that hurts more
1: (laughs) that is so very sage and true and sage yeah Welcome, welcome, welcome to the circus that is gear-related. Circus. Peek <laughs> under the hood of the automotive repair industry. Come on, come all. Children I will all be ages. the ringleader, Heather, and over there is our number one clown. Just kidding.
0: No, I take ben. that. Ben. I mean, I am the mechanic in the family, right? I'm probably getting out of the car with all my 29 other mechanics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would like to see that. <laughs> so, uh, any follow-ups? I don't think we do have any. No,
0: no follow-ups this week, unfortunately. Come on, people in podcast land.
1: Just one. Just send us a message. (laughs) Hello. Oh, oh. Was that your echo? (laughs) (laughs) Told you we're the tent
0: is quite large and scary. Let's move on before this whole thing falls off the tracks. It's too late.
1: (laughs) What do you got for us today?
0: Ah, so today we are doing another. Iconic car series. Iconic car Yes. Are you excited?
1: I'm so excited.
0: So the car that we're going to be talking about today is another car from the 80s.
1: Oh, the best car. I don't know. Maybe 80s.
0: it's just that all the all the iconic cars we do are just gonna have come from the 80s for some nah, reason.
1: we got other things, but what do you got?
0: This is was a car featured in the hit show Night Rider?
1: Oh, David Hasselhoff! That's right. That's right. Watch out, cheeseburgers everywhere! <laughs> what? It's a picture. Okay. <laughs> Google it, and then try not to weep. But anyways, yes. So we're going to be talking about one kit. Kit from
0: the uh, hit show Night Rider. That's awesome. Now, kit, of course, was an acronym. And it's K-I-T-T, and that was for Knight Industries 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know if a lot of thought went into that acronym. Apparently, there was uh, one that they considered uh, before KIT, but KIT was the, uh, the winner of the day. And the Knight Industries, of course, is the conglomerate that built the car. And I don't know if they made 2,000 of them, or just that's the number they came up with. They were ready for the Y2K. Right. Now, this car, because we're going to be talking about the car, not exactly the artificial intelligence that was inside the car. That's Get just it. software, right? So, this is a 1982 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Oh. Black in color. Now, GM, of course, provided the first two, uh, two or three, I think it's th- actually three, right off the assembly line. These, right from 1982, these cars, straight off the assembly line. Right to the uh, the production company, ready to do
1: some crazy stuff because those directors. Yeah.
0: Now I want to tell you how this happened because it's it's kind of cloak and dagger, and it's really it's a really fun story. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you an expert uh, excerpt from uh, Haggerty. It's a a story that they did. So Haggerty. Haggerty Insurance Company, like the uh, as a matter of fact. um, one of my cars is insured by Haggerty. My 1951 Chevy sedan delivery is insured by him. Yeah. It's
1: just good to throw that So out thanks, Haggerty. Good job, guys.
0: And it's a really good uh, article that you wrote, and I'm just going to read a, an excerpt from it, from it. April 16th, 1982, was like another Friday morning until Eric Dahlquist, the president of Pontiac's West Coast Public Relations Agency, answered his office telephone in Sherman Oaks, California. After the caller confirmed he was speaking to the president of Vista Group, he said, be at the pmt now pmt is the pacific motor transport that's the company that transports the cars to the dealership mm mm-hmm. okay caller says be at the pmt lot this afternoon at 4 p.m. there will be three black transams there with the keys inside come Take alone them. they're yours come
1: alone but drive all three of them but come alone <laughs> click the man hung up
0: that's that's, that's, how, that's how they got the first three cars uh, for the show. Apparently, uh, Jim Graham. Now he's the Pontiac sales promotion manager. Uh, they, that's who they approached to get uh, to get the cars, and he's like, "No, I I don't like this show at the premise for this show, so no." Um, oh, rude! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But Eric Dahlquist, of course, was like, was like, uh, "I think you're making the wrong decision." So a lot of a lot of behind was the he, scenes started like was happening. he a surfer
1: guy, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Listen, don't do bro. that.
0: <laughs> we really want this car, man. Yeah. So if it was a like kit may not have become a trans, a, a trans Am if it wasn't for Mr. Eric Dahlquist.
1: I mean, a Volvo would have been
0: just as cool. And what you may not know, mm-hmm. really you really think I, so? No,
1: no. <laughs> Those, <laughs>
0: Are you saying the Swedes can't produce? A, uh, no, I'm,
1: I'm just thinking of like the mom Volvo, you know, you can't fight a lot of crime in that thing.
0: I bet you could if you made it look super cool. Anyway, Kit was not the first artificial intelligence software put into a car.
1: Oh, really?
0: Car was. Like, That's, is that with
1: a K-A-R?
0: Yeah, K-A-R-R, and that stands for night automated roving robot. Apparently Wait, uh, was
1: this also Night Industries?
0: Yes, same. This was their first one. So, uh apparently this one was uh the software designer. The AI was designed as a self-preserving, so as it turned into, you know, like the bad guy of the show. It's like Kit's <gasps> arch nemesis. Oh
1: my gosh, and he's a robot.
0: Yeah, and it was also, of course, a 1982 pontiac firebird the difference being that the paint job was slightly different of course right? what
1: is it red with like devil horns it actually
0: was black <laughs> <laughs> with a silver um a silver two-tone along the bottom and i think the it didn't have that that red light mm. it had a yellow one
1: there's nothing more evil than now no that red light.
0: scanner bar this is a little uh interesting piece for you so the guy who developed the show greg a larson also developed uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> okay. And the Cylons, the robots... With the had, eye thing. ...had that eye that, that danced back and forth. That's kind of where the... Uh, the Kits got his uh, little red scanner so bar maybe from. maybe...
1: He's a Cylon.
0: Maybe. It's quite possible.
1: If only the show had gone on longer, we would have found out.
0: Now I'm going to run... Through that would have been great, yeah. Actually, it did it did reappear in like 2008, but we're not going to talk about that one because that was a Shelby Mustang. This was not. What? Yeah, this second kit number two. Anyway, uh, Kit Junior. I'm going to read a a a lot of list of things this car was capable of doing. A lot of we'll call them features, right? Okay. Because I mean, besides power windows and and, and defog, Kit was equipped with some some other stuff. Like it had an alpha circuit, which allowed the CPU to drive the car oh, by itself. So see, when Michael was uh, in danger, the CPU could, could just drive go the pick car. him up. Yeah, or right.
1: if he had a lot to drink, yep, <laughs> just pick him right up.
0: <laughs> he was a DD, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a multi-million-dollar DD. Hey, uh, he had a molecular bonded shell, which made him virtually indestructible. He could, you know, bullets would bounce off of him. He could was it like adamantium explosives. or something? No, it's a molecular bonded shell, some kind of polymer. Oh, stuff that you know, science fictiony. You
1: know, okay, so made up. Okay. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right.
0: Uh, it had a pyroclastic lamination, which means what does could, that mean? It means he could survive up to 800 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Oh, so you could drive it on the sun?
0: You well, that's a little bit hotter, I think.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's hotter than 800 degrees. You don't know. Degrees. You don't know for a fact. <laughs> You've never been there continue
0: all right what else we got we got turbo jets with modified afterburners this car could do zero to 60 in two seconds whoa yeah uh also could do the quarter mile in time of 4.286 seconds
1: oh so can i yeah. whatever
0: well to give you an idea you know the fast and furious movie mm-hmm. and you know which one guys?
1: one through 74 the, f- the first one. Oh, the first one yeah
0: okay. you you owe me a 10 second car mm. kit was a four second car okay that's how fast kit was It had, uh, Kit had rocket boosters. Uh, Well, why
1: do you need rocket boosters when you had the other thingies? Well, the rocket rocket
0: boosters were maneuverable, so it could jump over obstacles (gasps) or accelerate over 200 miles per hour. Whoa. So that was in uh, in addition to the turbojets with modified afterburners. Uh, It had an anamorphic equalizer. Okay. You probably want to know what that is. I really
1: want to know what that is. It can
0: see, the car can see in all visual lang- uh, wavelengths, including X ray and infrared.
1: So, how does that help you?
0: Well, that helps you see through walls. Oh,
1: <laughs> it can see through walls.
0: Yeah, you can also see heat signatures. Whoa. And in addition to all these other sensors that it had, which allowed Kit to speak, of course, mm-hmm. Kit could hear and even smell.
1: It, oh. That's unfortunate. You hit a skunk on the road. Poor Kit. Yeah, screwed. I mean, for yeah, like but that's a nice thing about minutes.
0: Kit. You could probably turn that feature off. Like, oh, I'm smelling a skunk. Off. Nose off. Right. Nose off. <laughs> uh, Kit also um, had a silent mode so he could sneak up on you.
1: Also, like electric?
0: It, was, it wasn't electric, it was actually noise dampening so the engine would get quieter. This is a fictional story. <laughs> of I course it is. Feel like, <laughs> okay. All right, let me run down. Uh, I'm going to run down another long list of features. Uh, I won't cover all of them, but Kit had a grappling hook and winch. Of course you do. Oil he's jets. Like, he's
1: like Batman. Wait, oil jets so like he could make you slip?
0: And smoke screen. Keys don't cause. Induction coil, which means he could like electrify objects if you were touching them. A flamethrower, because you always need one of those. A tear gas launcher. <laughs> Traction spikes so that you could you know get better traction in those slippery areas. Infrared tracking scope, ultra magnesium charges so that you know when people fire a heat seeking missile at your car, you can deploy one of these charges and it fools the missile. Right. All right. Uh, It had a telephone com link, of course. (laughs) Microwave jammer, a micro lock. Apparently, you know, kit could and now this is how it was explained on the interwebs, but. Kit could make another car's brakes apply. Now, the the theory behind this is that it would heat the brake fluid in the other car using some sort of infrared-type stuff or whatever so that it would lightly apply the brakes.
1: I wish I could do that to people who tailgate me. I know, right? I need that.
0: Kit had a bomb sniffer, a medical scanner, tintable windows. Wow. A seat ejection. Oh! A chemical analyzer and my favorite a money dispenser
1: so <laughs> it's a driving atm <laughs> i would really appreciate one of these for my my christmas coming up or my birthday i mean if you need a couple uh, Yeah i more definitely want to get up. that
0: uh, that money dispenser for mm-hmm. sure um,
1: what the oil slick thing I w- there's a lot i
0: want on this th- this is a lot of a lot of features that's why i'm, I'm guessing this car was uh, probably pretty expensive for night industries well yes i guess that's why they only built
1: one And they only let the Hoff drive it.
0: That's right. Now, uh, now I say that of course there was only one car, but the production company for the show they actually had over twenty of these well, cars. We have to
1: because didn't they wreck them up a little bit?
0: Oh yeah, this was a, a, lot, a lot along the even lines though they of, had the
1: whatever polymer blah 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 stuff to keep it from getting hurt.
0: Right. Of course, it's, yeah. there's a lot of Dukes of Hazard type shots in this show where they're you know the car is like launching in air and then they cut the camera away because it's not exactly they, they you don't want to show the the Trans Am landing and just destroying itself. Right. Right. It wouldn't it wouldn't be good for, for ratings, I would imagine.
1: Well, it would be, but you know, believability. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> uh so over twenty like about twenty-three of these cars were used. Um
1: wait, how long did the show run?
0: The show ran from nineteen eighty-two to nineteen eighty-six. Oh, all right. So Solid. four four years, unfortunately, not longer for the rest of us. And it was rebooted in two thousand eight. And I think, it, I think they did like maybe one season, 2008, 2009. That, but again, yeah. we're not talking about that car because it we was a different car I altogether. Blocked.
1: I have blocked that one. That's right.
0: Um, so of these 23 cars, now, before I tell you what happened to them when the show was canceled, let me tell you how they got them. Because remember, originally, this the story that we read in right, Haggerty. The, the, the Cloak the, and Dagger. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, the shady deal with the three cars. Well, obviously, after the first season, they probably... Put these more. cars through the ringer and needed some more, right? Well, they didn't want to go back to Pontiac and buy more. Um, But they heard about, lucky for them, there was a train derailment that had several of these cars on it. And the car that was carrying these, it tipped over. Some of them were undamaged. Some of them were damaged. uh, But basically made these cars unsellable to the right, general you, public.
1: You bend the frame and that's it, right? Right.
0: So they, they, they go over to... uh um General Motors and they're like, "Hey, you know that big train derailment you guys had? What are you guys planning to do with those uh Pontiac TransAms?" Now some of them were Firebirds, some of them were TransAms. Um so they're like, they got approval and they're like, "Yeah, take them. Sure. Here you go." So, Wait, just like for free? <laughs> uh I don't know if they were free or not. They maybe they paid for them, maybe they didn't. It but pro- as, far, as far as Pontiac's concerned, this is a big commercial for oh, them yeah. anyway. Why not give them away? Because
1: who knows which ones of those Special features are actually in your
0: car. And do you know how many people were clamoring to own oh, yeah. one of these Pontiac Transams after this show took off? I remember. Yeah, I wish I had one.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll call the derailment people. We'll yeah, see if okay. there's okay. one left.
0: <laughs> so that's how they got some of these other cars. That's that kind of cool. Now, of course, they had, not to, want not. they had to spend a lot of money on modifying them because mm. it had that, you know, that futuristic interior oh, with yeah. all the screens and everything. Uh... So of those 23 cars, there are five that they still think are are, are known to exist because they they, they did completely trash. they had to destroy them um when the when the show is canceled like a lot of them are in really <laughs> rough shape as it is yeah uh so they destroy them and they actually had a deal with general Motors, I guess that that was what had to be done after uh after the show was canceled. They oh. did manage to save a few of them I don't know if they uh did that under the table or what, but one is known to be, it was in the cruise museum uh, in Auburn, I, um, Auburn, Indiana. Uh, and then it was at
1: Idaho and your dad almost <laughs> just had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, no, definitely Indiana, but then they moved it to storage. So I guess it is not on display there right now. So you won't be able to go there and see it. Unfortunately, universal has two of them. One being oh, a yeah. hero. They call it a hero car. And the other one's a stunt car. The hero is obviously the one that they film as the hero, and the stunt one is the one that does the stunts, right? Right. So the stunt one looking rough. So Universal has two of them. They use them in a display. Uh, And the rest are believed to be held by private collectors. Now, Kit also had... Pursuit mode, or super pursuit mode.
1: Super pursuit, when just a pursuit is not good enough. It's
0: super pursuit mode. Okay, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things pop up on this. You know, gizmos everywhere, jet engines, and I mean, it it looks crazy, right? It's like a modified version of the of the original car. Now, who do you think got to design that?
1: The super pursuit.
0: The super pursuit mode.
1: I have no idea.
0: Well, it was none other than the George Barris Company. Now the original kit, before it got into super pursuit mode, was designed by Michael
1: Sheffy? Chef, Chef. One
0: Sheffy? of those. One of those. Yeah, uh, Michael.
1: But, Michael S.
0: But the super pursuit mode, of course, the George Barris Company uh, employed a man by the name of Joel. A- Sorry, J. <laughs> J. Orberg. And he did all the designs for the Super Pursuit mode. And now I'm guessing that you probably want to know how to own your very own Super Pursuit mode.
1: Ah, uh, the Camry needs that. Oh, <laughs> it can't just go on the Camry. <laughs> Maybe Come you on,
0: hey, if you get George Barris to build you one. So apparently, um, uh, Volo Auto Museum had one up for auction in 2018. Oh. Now Where's George Volo? Barris. George Barris, of course, the company is responsible for other cars known as like the bat the original batmobile of course there's a grappling hook the Munster's limo coach you know and very famous anyway so the volo uh, auction company auctioned one of these off in 2018 now here's where oh i
1: want to know how much it auctioned for. that's what
0: i want to know too and I can't find it. What? So I'm looking. I'm <gasps> More reaching out to secret. Yeah, all you podcasters or podcast podcast listeners out there. No, you
1: can maybe you have your own podcast. If you do, you yeah, tell us you what do. it is. I'd listen to it.
0: Um, maybe if you can find out how much this car auctioned off for. Again, the auction was in 2018 by the. You know, I could probably just contact the auto museum itself, but. Um, how
1: much fun is that we need cloak and dagger please to <laughs> yeah. cut letters out of a magazine and glue them into a letter to us with the answer <laughs> we're, we're going to jail <laughs> no we're not so yeah that's kit kit from night industries 2000 <laughs> i wanted that to be so much i mean it could have been so much cooler
0: i know it I was know.
1: 82 though what do you want Hey, at least the car was cool. The car was very cool. It had a ton of stuff. Yeah, it did. I'll bet you I know where those other. T- I bet you I know who the other two p- private collector guys are.
0: You think so? Yeah. Who?
1: Batman and Robin. <laughs> They're like we need something <laughs> and different. How,
0: wait, how does David Hasselhoff himself not own one? Right. I mean that that should have been gifted to him on day one. Right.
1: Oh. Off. you just don't know what to put in your contract do you buddy
0: i guess not you know the one somebody who did put uh, into their contract the was the guy who um greg larson uh put in his contract. show he got creator 50, right yeah 50 of the merchandise oh uh,
1: lunch boxes galore uh-huh, yeah and can, all the toys you
0: can bet he made a lot of money oh
1: yeah that's a smart man well, that was a great iconic car. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed researching that. Yeah, now we know things. Now we just get our cars'
0: flamethrowers. We'll be all, oh, and money dispensers. will be. All I sad. just want them. Uh, I'm good with the flamethrower.
1: <laughs> I do not need to be driving down the highway and somebody's tailgating me, and I'm thinking I'm applying their brakes and I flamethrow them. I just <laughs> don't want to do that. That's a lot of I'm responsibility. A nice I'm trying to be a kinder, nicer Heather this year coming up. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this uh, edition of Iconic, iconic cars.
1: cars. I did.
0: And if you want to hear about an iconic car that oh, yeah. uh, you want us to research, hit us up on the Facebook, the Twitter at Show Auto. That's S C H O E N, and we'd love to do some research for you.
1: Happy driving.
0: Happy motoring. Bye. Iconic cars.